Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at PositivelyProductive.com resources. A lot of times for our sense of security, we want to know the whole path right? We want to know where we're going every little step. And it's about the next step. Like, where do we go next? If you looked back on your life, I'm sure. And I mean, myself and my clients, you look back and you, you look, say, let's say seven years, 10 years ago, and you look what's happening in your life now and where you are and, you know, the details, you wouldn't have known that wouldn't have known. Very few people can say, I knew for sure that I was going to be exactly there. Right. So there's a sense of, I knew the next step. I knew that I need to do that. Maybe sometimes you're afraid to take that step. The fear doesn't mean not to go there, right? It's just, that's another part of it is discerning between that fear that comes because it's not the right path for you or the fear that's like more feeling like the excitement, butterflies and uncertainty of where I'm going to go next. That's different than that fear and that voice that says, don't go there. That's not for you. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a coach certified in time and stress management, helping clients make space for what matters most in their lives. Join me each episode and we'll talk about decluttering, stress management, habits, personalized productivity, gratitude, and so much more. I understand the overwhelm of life because I'm a wife, mom to kids and cats, and a former caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. In over 80 podcast episodes on the Positively Living podcast, we've talked about self-awareness in nearly all of them. Why? Because it's the key to staying aligned, living well, and being productive. Moreover, it's where our wisdom lies. And if we're going to live an authentic and satisfying life, create profitable and purposeful businesses, and truly shine our light in this world, we need to tap into that wisdom. Easier said than done, though, right? I mean, this is especially true if you're a multi-passionate, creative, and highly sensitive because you're even more prone to the overwhelming effects of chronic stress and overstimulation. My guest today is here to help us step back from the stress and use tools to tap into the answers we already have within us. From there, we can envision and create a future meant for us. Today, I welcome Kavita Momani to the Positively Living podcast. Kavita is an empowerment coach, a highly sensitive woman, and an empath. She's also the mother to two beautiful boys. Kavita's a first-generation American and a serial entrepreneur who's owned and operated various businesses since 2003. She's also the host of the Aligned and Soulful Leadership podcast. Our conversation today highlights the impact of stress and how we need to calm it before we can hear the messages meant for us. If that sounds a bit woo, consider this. Stress and productivity are scientifically linked And we need to be in a calm and optimized state of stress to properly focus. As a matter of fact, that connection is so important, I have a signature talk and training about it. 
Today, we cover stress, fear, and change during our conversation. And if you'd like to dig into those topics deeper, I encourage you to check out episodes 7 and 79 on stress, 30 on fear, and 33 on embracing change. If you'd like more support in reducing stress, simplifying, and creating alignment in your life, head to my free resources page, positivelyproductive.com free for worksheets like 10 Steps to Stress Less and the Core Values Worksheet, among many others. I know you're going to love today's encouraging and inspiring conversation. You'll come away with the steps to calm and find clarity and some simple tools to tap into your body and your mind. I think you'll also find the episode to be calming energy as well, which is my intention with each and every episode. I'm so glad you're here with us today. Now let's join Kavita. Welcome Kavita Mawani to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm so delighted to have you here today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So we've been connected for a little while and boy, do we have so many points in common, but I would love if you'd start us off by sharing a bit about who you are who you help, and really what lights you up. Okay, yes. What I do right now lights me up. So that kind of goes with that question. But I am an intuitive leadership coach, and I support women of color, mainly first, second generation immigrants, rise up into their leadership and do that in a way that's in alignment with themselves without burnout, without the people pleasing, and really expanding that vision of what they can create moving past the cur- their conditioning. So there's a lot of little pieces in there. And so what lights me up is when I see a client move into that level of leadership that they didn't think that they could do or show up with confidence at a different level, um, speak up when they were tend to be more silent and quiet. And I, I tend to be one of those people too. So just that's, that excites me to see that. Oh, I love that. And this is going to go so beautifully with the episode I had with Carol Cox on uh, speaking your brand, speaking your mission and your mind. And I love encouraging that for women. That is part of my mission. So like I said, it really overlaps so beautifully. And some of those keywords in there, you know, made me light up when you're like without burnout and without the people pleasing and where you're headed at the time that we're recording this has been a shift for you as well, which I absolutely love in really focusing and working with multicultural women, right? Especially. Yes, that has been a shift. And it's one of those things that happened. And I started to listen to where I was being led versus me, I'm going to do this. And I, you know, it, that usually not, is not how things work for most people. It's usually like you're getting the signs that this is where you're meant to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Which goes with what we're talking about today. Right. So paying attention to what's happening around you. Absolutely. It's a beautiful life lesson. You're walking the talk of what we're talking about today. So let's get into that by starting out with this idea of calming our stress and how stress and anxiety impacts our focus and our clarity and our our vision. And especially when it comes to those of us who are empathic and highly sensitive, what is it that you're seeing? Yes. So especially after this last reshift of of things, right? I don't know what you want to call it. There's been so many things. So I've heard it called pandemic, but that's just one piece of it. So it's this really realignment that's happening. It creates a lot of stress. And so, and the world is also not made for sensitive people and empaths. So, you know, you're in this world, it's not created for you. 
And then you're living in that and absorbing the energy of the people around you. And that creates this high stress environment and burnout. And what comes to mind, especially these last couple of years, is that story of the frog. You know, you, how do you boil a frog, right? So you put the frog in the water. And I know this is sad. I'm not going to do this, but this is just so we can get, get, the, get the, the story across, right? Is, you know, that if you heat the water up slowly, the frog doesn't notice. And that's what I really feel has been happening to a lot of us. You know, we've been under this stress. It's like a chronic stress that we're surrounded by. And we don't even realize because it, it, it's like, oh, one more thing and one more thing. And oh, yes, now we're in lockdown. And no, now this and now you can't travel. Now your kids, if you have kids are at home and now they're dealing with their stress and anxiety. I know I had that happen in my own house. Right. And so then then there's this and then, oh, then the old my parents can't go out I'm worried about them getting sick they have to get the vaccine you know all these things right and they all build and sometimes we don't realize how much it's impacting us until we get some physical symptoms and that's what I'm seeing right now yeah I you know I feel that in my bones when you're talking about that because I've experienced it personally I see it with my clients and it is this insidious kind of creeping right that happens because we keep saying for me, I'll, I'll go with the meme that I use all the time. It's, <laughs> it's in my, my signature talk that I do on stress and productivity. It's the dog sitting there. I think it's with like a coffee cup at the table. There are flames everywhere <laughs> around the dog. <laughs> and he's saying, this is fine. I'm fine. This is fine. I'm fine. And we do, we, we have this tendency to keep saying that. And I know it comes from a good place. We want to convince ourselves that we are, but really we aren't. And, and going back to your point that the world is, is not really set up for those who are super sensitive. Then we're like trying to say we're fine and, and we're like even less fine than everyone else who may not be that sensitive. And, and it's such a disconnect, right? It is. And it's, it creates that disconnection because we disconnect from ourselves because the feelings are so intense. And so then we stop paying attention, right? And, and we all do it. So if you imagine a time where you were sitting and you were working intensely on something, so you were in your head area, let's say, and then maybe your foot falls asleep or you realize that you were sitting in a weird position and you, it doesn't register till later, right? Maybe you get up from your desk if you're standing or sitting or whatever, and then, oh, wait a minute, this knee hurts or this hurts. And that's kind of what's happening. The physical, it's, it's a way to describe it in the physical way, but it's happening emotionally, right? So we're not really paying attention fully just because it's so intense. And we're focusing also on first, it was survival. And now once we've moved past that, like first chagra need of survival, it's like the sense of still, we're not feeling safe, right? So the first chakras that are the root chakra, and that's our grounding in the world. That's our, our work in the world, our safety, right? And so when we don't feel safe, it's, it's not stable, right? It's like the basis of the house is not stable. And the other parts of us have a harder time. And then the physical part is, then it's a wake-up call, right? We've had signs before that. Most likely we've had things like maybe, maybe a little headache. Maybe we're more tired than usual. We're more irritable. You know, those are, that's a really good indication. If, if you're more irritable or short with the people that you love most, 
<laughs> okay, laughing a little here from the mom zone. And I yeah. know I'm not the only one, but yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So, so paying attention, you know, the first step in any of this, right, is to reconnect with yourself and really start to pay more attention to what your body is telling you. It's telling you things every moment, all the time, if you pay attention. So when we're paying attention. And so, I mean, this is a topic that has come up before. And I love to talk about this because I talk from the productivity side of self-awareness being our number one tool. So what are we looking for when, when we say pay attention, what does that mean? And what can we do? I know that you did mention just now, like something like headache and irritation, but what else are we searching for to connect? How are we able to shift to pay attention? What would you suggest? Yeah, so our body, our body is a, a big tool to help us reconnect with our how we feel. And so a simple, and it may be hard because if you're in this high stress situation and people tell you you need to meditate, for instance, it may just feel so inaccessible for you, right? You're, like, you're going to make me sit and meditate and I'm going to think about a hundred things that doesn't work, right? So it's this idea of if your energy is really high, then What can you do that's a little bit lower energy than that, right? So maybe it's simple as doing a 10-minute walk, but on that walk, you're not listening to anything. You're not talking to anybody. And if your thoughts come, they come. You set that intention, I'm going to this walk because I just want to calm myself down, right? And so it could be that simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. But what I found is that if you're in that high stress situation and I tell you now sit down and let's meditate. It's not going to work. <laughs> you need to see my face right now. Yeah. Like I, I, got the, I got the eyebrow at work here. And like, uh, yeah, exactly. It's like that off the charts. Mm-hmm. It's too big a step. And I mean, we see this in habits all the time where people want to make a change, right? And they're like, I'm going to do all the things. And like, how about one little step first? So that's the first thing I thought of when you said that is the baby steps. That's the same thing in terms of calming the body. And I did talk about this with uh, Krista about stress and and how it lies in our body. So we definitely talked about these simple ways that we can do that. And I love your suggestion about not only the, say, take a walk or a drive, you know, depending upon the weather, but also that part about not taking in more information, right? Not listening to something, not trying to do that it's almost like the, when we're, I don't want to say multitasking because we know that that's, you know, debunked, but it is, it's sort of the, the multitasking or task tethering, if you will, or when we love to combine things that you're feeling good when your body's receptive, when your mind and your heart are receptive, it can be really helpful. Like take a walk, listen to a podcast. But what you're talking about that I think it's so important to know is that when you're in that high stress mode, and the priority is to calm, you don't want to pull in more information or more stimulation, I guess, right? That's right. Yeah, the stimulation. I love that you brought that up because it's about, so how do we take in information as humans is through our six senses, but our five main senses and then the the feeling body, right? Which is the sixth sense is the feeling of other people's energy, right? And empaths and sensitive people tend to, most are able to feel the energy and sometimes absorb it. And so when you when you're having all this influx and we have so much information coming at us all the time, right? And so then you're you get to this point of overstimulation and that overstimulation 
is then causing you to not be able to think clearly, not be able to feel clearly. It's like this idea of like making yourself and forcing yourself to make a decision usually doesn't work, right? Or you you hastily make a decision and then you go back and say, why did I choose that? That actually, I didn't want to do that. This idea of calming your nervous system down by reducing the stimulation and then doing something to move the energy. So movement is helpful for that, like a walk. Now there's also mindful movement, which you could just do some stretches, right? If you can't go outside or a drive, something that, you know, and if you're in the car, you know, not having anything playing, right? So just quiet. And so just being able to now focus your body on something so that your mind can calm. Because if you are now making your body sit still and your mind is racing, like we were saying, that's more difficult. So that the idea is, you know, it could be the mindful movement, just doing some stretches and whatever you need, a walk, drive, just now you're allowing your body to focus on doing something, right? It's like doing something. So that helps. Yeah. And it, and it does process that stress and it lets you kind of, it's almost like in a way of burning off whatever that energy was that you were holding on to. And this doesn't need to be that long for it to be effective, right? No, it doesn't have to be long at all, right? If we could do 10 minutes would be great, but even five, right? Something to calm your nervous system down. That's it. Our ego will tell us, our mind will tell us, no, it's going to take too long. I don't have time for this. I look at my list of things that I need to do and I have to do this, this, and that, have this deadline and all that. But really the five minutes is going to make you so much more productive, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, truly. Where I see it really connecting, especially to what I coach, and I'll give you an example of what I love to do is when I need to stop the work that I'm doing, whatever energy I'm in, I could be really excited. Like I'm already more energized talking to you because this is something that I love, you know? And so whatever energy it is, I need transition time. And so, for example, I go to pick up my kids from school, takes about seven minutes or so. So it's right in the zone of what you talked about. And challenging myself to not listen to another podcast or listen to a voicemail message or something like that, but allow the quiet and allow my mind to do what it's going to do and to be okay with that. That really ties back into what you said about how there's so much that's happening that uh, I think we struggle. And sometimes the way to cope is by shutting it out. And what we're getting to today is this idea of putting ourselves in a position to be receptive to letting in not all of the stimulation, but actually calming that stimulation and letting in the messages that we need to receive. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's like almost like a filtering out of the things you don't need. Right. And, you know, the thing is in when this, this whole shift started, there was this idea that, okay, I'm just waiting till it's over. Right. This is going to be over in two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, three months, two years later, almost. Right. We're still here. And I mean, there, there are degrees and things have shifted and it's not exactly the same. And there's still shifts going on. Right. So it started externally. What I've been seeing is the external shift of, oh, now you have to stop. Right. You have to stop everything. And then you're starting to pay attention. And then relationships you couldn't meet people like you did before. So then you reevaluated some relationships and maybe you're still in that process, right? Of reevaluating the relationships. And now people are reevaluating work and their careers. And do I really want to go back to this the way it was? So that we're still in that process. And so instead of saying, I can't wait till this is over, 
there's this idea of like, I am going to accept this is the world, right? What is happening around you? We have very little control over that. So how can you live in this world, especially for empaths and HSPs who, where the world is not designed for you because you're a minority. That's the reality. It's going to be designed for the other 80% or so. How do you then live in this world and still take care of yourself and still are able to share your gifts and step into your leadership and do the things you're meant to do in the world? Yeah, I love that. And it's so true that we have a lot going on that we can talk about from a global standpoint. So we actually all have this thing in common that we can talk about that where we've had these experiences before in other ways, especially when you're highly sensitive. Uh, we've these, you know, bouts of chronic distress, basically, and, and the, the things that we've needed to handle and manage and then figure out. But the fact that this is a longer term scenario with constant change, and there's like this ebb and flow actually does encourage us really, if we stop to think about it, to allow for that beautiful word you used, acceptance. So I think we have two things right there. And one is, of course, calming the overstimulation and using these techniques that we know that you've just suggested that, you know, are on uh, other episodes of the podcast to calm the body. The next, you know, is the talk about acceptance. And this is the fact that this is what's happening and there's going to be, you know, the pendulum is going to swing and the, and the roller coaster is going to go. So given that, then what can we do to really, from there, access that intuition? And, and like you said, the filtering, I love that you said the filtering, by the way, because mm -hmm. I use that word for decluttering. It's that same idea. We're decluttering the noise. How do we then take the next step into like I said, hearing those messages and acknowledging those messages meant for us? Yes, I love that question. So when we are calmer, when our nervous system is calmer, then we can hear our intuitive voice, right? And so that's definitely, those are the first steps for sure. And then that you can use different tools to do that. And so one of my favorite ways is using Carl Jung talks about active imagination. Hmm. Okay. And so active imagination is when you are talking to yourself. Now it sounds weird. Okay. <laughs> but it's actually <laughs> really effective because what it is, is that there's that idea that we have all the answers within us. We know the answers of what we need to do next if we're paying attention. So one of those ways that you can do active imagination is through a journal. Okay. And so you start that by calming your nervous system down and then asking yourself a question. You ask that question, then, you know, what I like to do is put my hands on my one on the heart and one on the stomach and just take three breaths and open with my eyes closed. So you just take those three breaths after you write the question and then you get your pen. And I like to do this with pen and paper because that uses different parts of your brain versus typing. Okay. And so you just write, free write the answer and free write what comes. So eventually it will come. And this is the thing without attachment. It's really important because if you go there and you're attached to like, I need the answer right now, that creates a lot of tension and you're not able to flow. What can happen is you write this and the answer doesn't come yet. So you may have to do it more than once or you do that. And the answer comes when your body is doing something else, like taking a shower, like driving 
So if you've driven, you know, on a drive and you don't remember where you, how you got there, you're in a mild hypnotic state. And so that's where some thought will come. One of my things that a coach that I worked with before taught me was songs and music. I'm going to use, uh, share my age by saying, turning on the radio, (laughs) (laughs) the radio, right. And it, you know, song is on, comes on and it kind of hits you pay attention to that song and the lyrics. And, you know, sometimes I'll have a song, I'll wake up in the morning, there's a song in my head. And maybe I was listening into the night before or not. Then I'll just be like, let me just look up the lyrics of the song. You can definitely look that up online, any search engine, right? Or just ask me because God knows I quote them all the time. (laughs) Okay, good. So there you go. So you know about the song stuff. And so those lyrics and why they, it's like that little bug in your ear, right? That's coming to tell you something, pay attention to what it's telling you. This also makes sense why I solve all the world's problems when I'm taking a shower or taking a drive. It's all start, It's all starting to make the sense. The answers come in when you're paying attention, yeah. But really, you know, and it's something that I've said before, but you're helping us drill down into this, which I love, which is that the answers can only come in the quiet. Yes, yes. The active imagination thing, that is so interesting. And the idea we, cause we say, oh, journal, but I like this idea of intentionally sitting there with the calm, taking the deep breaths, asking a specific question. I love that because, and again, when you said no attachment, I think it's also important, not only no attachment to getting an answer, but trying to release the attachment to a specific answer that you have in mind as well. Right. Yes, for sure. Right. Because sometimes we want things to be a certain way. Right. And so we're going to write and we're like, okay, that answer is going to come. Right. I'm going to push that answer through. (laughs) So yes, that non-attachment is to everything, right. Of knowing the answer and wanting a specific answer or outcome from your writing. Yeah. So put the prompt out there and free write in that moment, in that calm and see what comes up. And it would be interesting. I know I've tried things similar to this and that sometimes other things come up that you weren't expecting. And it's like a breadcrumb trail to wherever it is that that you're meant to go, or maybe something that you weren't thinking about. And it's like, oh, maybe that needs to be top of mind. So yes. And so so that is really key too, because a lot of times for our sense of security, we want to know the whole path, right? We want to know where we're going, every little step. And it's about the next step. Like, where do we go next? If you looked back on your life, I'm sure. And I mean, myself and my clients, you look back and you, you look, say, let's say seven years, 10 years ago, and you look what's happening in your life now and where you are and, you know, the details, you wouldn't have known that wouldn't have known. Very few people can say, I knew for sure that I was going to be exactly there. Right. So there's a sense of, I knew the next step. I knew that I need to do that. Maybe sometimes you're afraid to take that step. The fear doesn't mean not to go there, right? It's just, that's another part of it is discerning between that fear that comes because it's not the right path for you or the fear that's like more feeling like the excitement, butterflies and uncertainty of where I'm going to go next. That's different than that fear and that voice that says, don't go there. That's not for you. That's not for you. I love that distinction. I'd love to maybe dig in just a little bit more. So what are we looking for when we're making that distinction? And and I think some of it, I believe, does go back to understanding our values. And sometimes when we have a discomfort or we feel out of alignment, we're like, but that's not jiving with who I am. 
but sometimes it can be a little hard to discern because fear could just feel like, you know, this, this anxiousness about doing something. What would you say in terms of making that distinction between those two? Yeah. So I love that you asked that and it's related completely to what we've been talking about, calming your nervous system down and paying attention to your body. So one of the ways to do that is to take a moment and remember a time where you were going to do something that was exciting, right? And that you know for sure was a good decision or not. I don't believe in necessarily a bad, there's a few bad decisions, very few, right? So I had them all in college, just saying. Yes, no, yes, those, <laughs> those type of, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so no, when we're talking about these things and you really close your eyes, really feel your body and feel, feel where in your body did you feel that excitement? Mm. Where did you feel that type of, not really fear, but you know, if you're labeling it as fear, where did you feel that? And how did that feel? And really paying attention to that. And then, you know, calm, just take a few breaths and go and remember a time where you knew because something didn't fit your values. You knew that that was not the right path, right? People use that example of the dark alley, right? That kind of feeling. So closing your eyes and seeing how did that feel in your body? Then you have a contrast. There you go. Yeah. And so a quick uh, one example is I I know for me, when I'm feeling that fear, I close up, I feel like my heart center closes up the block is here and like the shoulders. And I'm like, like, it's almost like this little shell of protection that happens where when I'm nervous or excited and nervous about something, it's more like that butterflies in your stomach kind of feeling for me. That's not the same for everyone. Right. So I don't want to say that that's the same. Just you will figure out what it is for you, only if you can go and discern that and pay attention to your body. Yeah. So when we're reflecting on a time, and and I use that same kind of prompt when I'm talking about core values, like reaching and, and learning about your core values is remembering a time when you were just like in the zone, when you felt so proud and incredibly joyful, and it just, you were just being truly you, you know? my roommate from college started calling certain moments in life, only Lisa moments, you know, like, cause it was just <laughs> like, I took that, you know, with me to heart because it's a beautiful thing to think that there are these certain moments that are really true to who I am. So now what you're saying is think about at least one moment and really how that felt. And now you're setting yourself a baseline for being able to detect that in the future. Yes, that's right. And that's how you can use it. If you're deciding on something. Okay. So these are excellent, practical, doable tips that we can take today. Walk away from here, working on calming the physical body, paying attention, using this active imagination, and also uh, setting that baseline so that we can get better and better at discerning. Is there anything else that you want to share in terms of getting us from calm to clarity so we can see that vision and move forward on it? Yes. So one of my favorite tools, the last thing I want to share, share is visualizations. I, I love visualizations and I use them. I have a hard time listening to my own voice in <laughs> a visualization. <laughs> I know some people can record their own voices and listen to it. There are certain people's visualizations that I'll listen to, some teachers I've had, and it helps me get clarity too. So again, if I'm really in a high energy state and my nervous system is extra stimulated, sitting for visualization is not as effective. So doing those techniques to calm my nervous system down or at a part of the day where I feel calmer 
Then I listen to those visualizations because they help me see through symbols, right? So a lot of our subconscious mind speaks through us through images and symbols. And so, you know, I can see that through symbols or I actually am a person that sees words. Like I'll actually see a word in a visualization, you know, things like that, that will kind of guide me towards where I'm meant to go next or what I'm meant to learn from something. Now, are these visualizations like basically audio prompts for you to visualize? Yes. For yourself? Yeah. Is that what they are? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, love that. Okay. That works for me. I think that might be something I'd like to try try to record. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> okay. So in other words, we have the active imagination idea with the journal prompt. So you're writing it out. And then the other is allowing your head I guess your head and your heart really to, to visualize these things based on those prompts. But in, in both instances, you're receiving prompts that allow you to kind of take a concept and run with it. Yeah. So you're allowing that inner voice, a space to speak to you. Your inner wisdom is basically what I'm suggesting because we have the answers if we're, if we're able to hear them and listen to them. So the bottom line is we have the answers if only we'll listen. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Kavita's like, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing here. Yes. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. Anything else that uh you want to add or that you hoped that I would ask you? <laughs> oh no, I think these are great things. You know, there's lots of tools. I could talk for hours about this. And I want this to be where people can actually take the information and start to use it immediately. And I think that we've given them some of the things it sounds like you've talked about before and there's some new things. So hopefully they can take those things and go and and try it. And I'd love to hear if anybody wants to contact, I'm sure either of us and let us know, well, I tried this and this happened. I loved getting those, those messages. Yeah. We would love some feedback on this. So Mm -hmm. speaking of which, where can we find you online and connect with you? Oh, yes. Thank you for asking. So I'm on I'm on social media, but I actually have a visualization. So I have a couple free gifts, but I want to mention one that's a visualization because I think this makes sense. It's an abundance visualization and exercise. So if people want to try it, uh, I can provide the link for that. I have, since I'm in transition, I have my old website and my new website, which is under construction. (laughs) They're both accessible. (laughs) My new website is in alignment with my new business name. So my business is transitioning from the enlightened heart, right? Which is, I still have a lot of stuff under that name, but I'm transitioning into aligned and soulful leadership. Yes. Okay. So I have website aligned and soulful.com aligned and soulful podcast.com. And so, you know, that's, that's probably the easiest way to find me. Right. And we're on Instagram together. I love yes, playing Instagram. there. So yes, you yes. can definitely find Kavita on Instagram with me. So, and by the time you hear this, you know, the transition may be uh, complete into aligned and soulful. Definitely check out the podcast for sure. And I'll make sure to have links in the show notes for these things to make it easy to find. So let's have a little more fun with a wrap, right. wrap up. Yes. Are you ready? Okay. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> Good. All right. Please fill in the blank a song that lifts my spirits and makes me dance. Oh, this is me from The Greatest Showman. Oh, that's such a good song. I love that. Okay. Actually, literally anything from that soundtrack. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. They're all great songs. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. How about a quote or a mantra that inspires me that I love to share? Yeah. So that was hard, but I will say one of my favorites lately has been the Hopanopo prayer. It's really short. 
It goes like this. It says, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. So it covers everything. So simple. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. And how about a resource, a book or app? You know, that's just made my life better. One of my favorite apps, first of all, I love listening to podcasts, but one of my favorite apps is Insight Meditation Timer. It's a free app. And I mean, I have an iPhone, but I'm pretty sure it's available on other, on Google, I guess it's called. I should know this, but I don't. But um, so what I like about this app is that you get to pick. So you can set a timer for five minutes. You can have, I like to have the ohm sound in the background sometimes. That's calming vibration or just music or silence. And it times your meditation for you. And then people, it's open source. So people contribute visualizations and, and meditations and things like that. I'm so glad you brought that one up because long ago when I started a sheet on different kinds of recommendations of Mm -hmm. things that I use, different apps and things like that, and I'm so pro meditation, but in a realistic way, like you talked, Insight Timer was one of my first recommendations, but it's been a while since we brought it up. So I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's an excellent recommendation. All right. Now, last but definitely not least, what or whom are you grateful for today? Oh, I am so grateful for my my two boys. So I have two teenage boys and this morning get, they're getting ready for school. And my younger son, especially today was advocating for himself. So it was really interesting because, so I'm of Indian descent. I'm a first generation immigrant. And today that we're the day that we're actually recording, this is going to be different from the release date, but it is the festival of lights, Diwali. And so he's like, I want to wear like some Indian clothes to school today. So I had to dig in through to find something. (laughs) He wore it. He actually wore it to school today. So I'm so grateful that they're able to be themselves and present themselves in the world with that confidence and I, that I get to be their mother. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It is a really beautiful thing when your children step into their own and not only step in, but, but step in with an energy that says, hi, this is speaking of the the song. This is me, right? This is me. Yeah. It's like, I don't care if you don't like that. I'm wearing this, you know, ethnic attire too bad. <laughs> love that. We should all feel that way. Let's take that energy with us. Well, I am most certainly grateful for you. Grateful that the Wi-Fi hung in for us today. Yes, Yay. Yes. And, and for all that you shared with us. So thank you. Thank you, Kavita, for shining your light in this world and for sharing it with us today. Thank you for having me on your podcast. And I'm so grateful that I get to share this with the world. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com slash connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com slash resources.